Hey everyone, this is John, and I just want to take a moment to give you a quick heads up. Today's episode is going to contain discussion of suicide and self-harm and sexual assault, and I know the, these are topics that are potentially triggering, and so I wanted to give you a quick heads up that this is going to be brought up during the show. We are also going to be spoiling the film in its entirety, so... If you don't want the film ruined for you before you see it, maybe hit pause now, go watch the film, and come back and join in on the discussion. surviving chick flicks i'm john and i'm sammy and so after last week's nicholas sparks uh debacle (laughs) in which i was punished for nothing i've done wrong yet uh, i decided to start uh taking my revenge and this entire month i have picked the movies and she gets to pay me back in december but it, it being October, it's spooky season, so we're going to talk about four spooky movies uh, this month. And we picked uh, the 1996 film The Craft, a.k.a. the other movie your goth movie club uh, watches regularly. And for such a big month, I realized I needed some help. And so I reached out, and I got, and we are bringing on our first official guests to the show, and because it's the South, I'm going to be a gentleman and go ladies first. Everyone, please welcome Karen. Hello. And Mark. Hello there. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. How are you? <laughs> awesome. Still, still, it's kind of warm out here in California, but I'm, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> oh, rub it in. Warm rub here. it in. <laughs> Not quite October weather yet. <laughs> it was for like three days. So, uh, Mark, how long how long have we all known each other? It's been over a decade, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah at least because it's got to be. It was what late two thousand six, right? Something around there. That's right. Um, yeah, because I mean, it's just it's crazy to think about the length of time. I mean, we were all so young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was I? Yeah, I guess I was. <laughs> So, yeah, so I decided um, since uh, this movie falls very much into our rules, which uh, if you don't know the rules, uh, the rules, what is a chick flick? Well, it has to fall into one of three categories. Any film with a strong female lead, any film that's marketed and pandered to a woman, or any film written or directed by a woman. And this one has definitely four strong female leads. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to play the trailer real quick, and we'll get back and get into the discussion. To the other kids at St. Bernard Academy, they were the girls who didn't belong. Whatever you do, stay away from them. Why? They're witches. But after years of being on the outside, 
Why'd you lie about me? I don't want to go out with you again. Please stop begging. It's pathetic. Four girls are about to discover the dark side. You ever heard of invoking the spirit? Black magic. We can make things happen. I mean, this is it. This is real. This spring, Columbia Pictures welcomes you to the witching hour. Her spell is working. Sit. Watch out for those weirdos. <laughs> we are the weirdos, mister. So anyway. <laughs> so yeah, Craft. Uh, starring Robin Tunney, Feruza Balk, Nev Campbell, Rachel True, Skeet Ulrich, with Cliff DeYoung, Christine Taylor, Brecken Meyer and Helen Shaver, and directed by Andrew Fleming. So, the film is the story of Sarah, played by Robin Tunney, who is a troubled young high school student who, after a suicide attempt, she and her dad and her stepmom, who we only see in one scene, uh, move from San Francisco to Los Angeles, where she befriends three other outcast girls who, in their spare time, decide to dabble in witchcraft. And as the four bond and their powers get stronger, things take a turn and Sarah's new friends start becoming more of a threat. So that's kind of the movie in a nutshell. And so I, I know the answer to Sammy's question. Uh, to, I know the answer Sammy's going to give to this question, but I want to ask you guys, when was the first time you saw this movie? Um, not opening weekend, but very close to opening weekend. A friend and I went and saw it in movie theater. Because, right. you know. <laughs> yeah. And I would have to say that it had to be about the same that it it definitely I don't I don't think it was opening weekend. But I mean, once like word got out, it's like it was like the, the it movie to go see at that time period. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I I didn't see it uh, whenever it came out. In fact, I don't think I saw it until after I got out of college. So it was. You know, somewhere probably around the mid two thousands is one of oh I wow, and and I think the reason was is because a around that time in school I was just so busy, and at the same time my parents uh, were not going to take me to R rated movies that they didn't want to sit through. So being fourteen, I probably wasn't going to win that battle, especially after the crow. <laughs> well, oh. there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing like seeing the crow for the first time with your parents. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Mom, Dad, it can't rain all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this is one of those movies I just saw, you know, 
randomly because I, I remember it being kind of a big deal back when it came out. But, I, I you know, it's just one of those, I think I randomly picked it up in the $5 bin and um, it didn't make much of an impression on me then. I think my first reaction was kind of like, so that's it? Because, you know, by that point I had seen other movies probably more hardcore and because i was kind of expecting scary movie about witches and not so much teen kind of spooky movie about witches does that make sense yeah i mean what what was it i guess you you probably didn't pay attention to how it was marketed but i don't think it was marketed as a a full-on horror movie i think it was it was more marketed well it was marketed to girls and it was it was sort of marketed more as a hey, do you not fit in? We've yeah. got friends for you. <laughs> Break out your choker chains and your crucifixes and roll on down. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense now, actually. And Sammy, just out of fairness, when was the first time you saw this movie? Uh, so I saw this movie on a plane flying back from Denver, Colorado, Wednesday. <laughs> For the first time, um, I, 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 you know, I was five when this movie came out. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh, I guess I did not. Why not? Aaron and Mark have left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is um, is because I'm not really up on my Nev Campbell lore. Is this the movie that is this the property that? made her a star or was that more party of five and then she got this like karen you want to fill in on that one <laughs> well i mean she got the role because she was on party of five mm-hmm. um yeah. she had originally actually no robin tunney i think originally tried out for bonnie so she yeah. didn't she didn't try out for the lead and they decided to give her the lead and then they went and approached nev campbell because of her popularity on party of five but i think this is this was the first movie Nev Campbell did that had wide release. I think okay. she, not that I'm a Nev Campbell specialist or anything, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> but I think, I think she had done things in Canada, but this was the thing that she did that got global release. So it's what made her a, a prominent name in the, the teen acting sphere. Yeah, and see, I uh, I I associate I still to this day associate her more with Scream than anything, which I also watch with my parents. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Well, (laughs) yeah. That was definitely the first movie I saw her in. Yeah, and uh, I think Scream Two was actually the first R-rated movie I went to see on my own. So it was like my birthday movie. Nice. Nice. So, and Robin Tunney, who is our lead, who plays Sarah, um, I know her more from Empire Records, Mark's favorite movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called out. <laughs> but to me, that's what I, I, you know, that's where I got to know her. Uh, I, And really, to this day, I only know her from this movie now and um, Empire Records, you know, I don't think I've seen anything else she's been in. 
I spent the entire movie trying to figure out where I know her from until I realized it was The Mentalist, which yeah, I never finished that show, but uh, I think I got through the first couple of seasons, and it was it was all right. Yeah, um, I spent I spent the entire entirety of my rewatches of this movie looking at her hairline, going, "This is a wig. I know this is a wig. It is a wig." Yeah, she basically, walked off the set of the entire <laughs> records after shaving her head into this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she is the so, wig. But it was she, a fine. She left that wig. movie and came to this one, and it became Hex Manning Day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's get into the movie a little bit. Um, grabbing my notes. So, she's a new girl. I've never had the experience of being the new student at a school. I have had the experience of not being the student that fit in, but not so much the you know new. Anyone else here? Anyone here been a new kid in school? No. I was my halfway through my sophomore year of high school. I transferred high schools, so I definitely had that experience. Now, granted, it was much different than than hers. There was no secret coven of witches, unfortunately. But <laughs> I did have that experience, and it's a little bit awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, East Texas, we don't have. Uh secret covens of witches we know exactly who they are and what they're doing (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so she starts school and we first kind of meet her uh she and her parents are moving in and creepy random homeless guy comes up you know with a snake as you do you know your friendly door-to-door snake salesman (laughs) um and then you know she meets i i kind of put in my notes i called them the three which are um which are nancy by who's feruza balk's character bonnie played by nev campbell and rochelle rachel true and she also meets uh chris the quarterback of the school and he kind of tells them you know this one's a slut this one has burn scars they're witches stay away (laughs) And, you know, she's kind of attracted to him, but I, he's, he's, like, so scuzzy from the first minute you meet him, and then he only gets worse. <laughs> it's like, why is Ski Ulrich always, like, the creep and things? He just does it so well. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> I, I appreciate it more now than I did then, though, because I just... I never saw what the big deal was then. Because, you know, obviously, he's marketed so that girls will be like, oh! so cute you know um but i never i was like uh why (laughs) (laughs) two two movies in a row where you're just like why is everyone why is she in love with him yeah (laughs) yeah although i could see i'd like his character better in scream because that there's more of a bad boy element to him there so that i could see where people would be like you know ooh. You know, I, I like this this particular actor, but in this one, yeah, it's just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in Scream, he has a little bit more to do here. It's just mm-hmm. like he's the jock and he's mm-hmm. an asshole, and then <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I mean, he was meant to be the catalyst, and he served his purpose well. Yeah. Indeed. 
and most of what kind of makes him a jerk at the end of the movie is just as a result of her spell. I mean, he's an asshole to begin with, but... Yeah, uh, although I call into question a couple of things, like, is this the spell or just him? Uh, particularly <laughs> whenever they go on a date and she tries to get away and he tries to then rape her. But, you know, that happens later. Um, so... The movie does kick off, and one of the things I absolutely love about this movie is the soundtrack. Because we open up with Harley Peace, who is a band I haven't really thought about since 1996. <laughs> <laughs> and a Beatles cover, but the big song uh, is, uh, I wrote down, Love Spit Love's cover of uh, How Soon Is Now. Yeah. Which I like a lot better than the Smiths version. Mm-hmm. Mostly because, as far as I know, no one uh, from Love Spit Love is Morrissey. And <laughs> great villain of pop music. Yeah. And I, I listened to the director's commentary, and he mentioned that the guy who created Charmed used that for the uh, the theme song to, to the show. And Andrew Fleming, our director, he's just more than a little bit salty about that. Well, he's. I think he's salty mostly because he pitched the craft as a show and the WB caught wind of it and came out with charmed and then used the song from the craft soundtrack as the the theme song. That's a good idea. Andrew. we'll take it. Yeah. I understand why he's a little bit salty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame him. Jeez, man. Yeah. If you, uh, pick up, uh, the Blu-ray special features. Uh, he's got a really good mustache. He's, his mustache game is strong. Nice. <laughs> but uh, looking him up, I didn't realize I had seen as many films of his as uh, I had. I mean, because before this, his big film was uh, Threesome, which mm-hmm. I get that one mixed Aww. up. Three of Hearts. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but after that, he made Dick, which is with uh, Kirsten Dunst, uh, The In-Laws, oh, uh, which is a, a remake of the movie the same name. He did Nancy Drew, and then a movie I wanted to love, but I hated in the end, uh, Hamlet 2. Oh, I love that film. <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't live up to what I wanted it to be in my head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I just it's funny you mentioned so, it because I I um, looked him up and Ideal Home I just saw recently and I didn't even know that was him. It didn't even click until I saw that right now. So, uh, yeah. which one? Ideal Home, the one with the uh, um. Oh my god! Why am I forgetting his name? Uh, hot boy from Clueless who like doesn't age. Um, All right. Yes, Paul Rudd. Why am I forgetting his name? He's in it, and so's what's his name, the actor from Hamlet too. So I should have put two and two together. Now it makes sense. So, I don't know anything about this movie. Check it out. Okay. <laughs> um, so the three that we uh, she befriends Nancy Feruza Balk, who uh, found out it was actually a practicing pagan at the time. So even though they had a technical advisor for all the witchcraft stuff, they would sometimes go to her and be like, Hey, are we getting this right? Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) 
I had to say, uh, my first exposure to her was the Water Boy. Oh, <laughs> I love that movie. That's so, I forgot oh. she was in that movie. Yeah, I I love it when um, what's her name, Kathy Bates, calls her calls her a cupcake. That part always cracks me up the way she, <laughs> she interacts with her. Oh, I mean so, Kathy Bates. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I have a love hate relationship with the Water Boy. Like when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, this is funny. This is you know, Adam Sandler has done worse. Um, but I don't think you guys know this, but in high school, I was part of the athletic training staff, you know, because mm. for a while in college, I was focusing on sports medicine and that movie came out. And because we, part of our job during football practice in the games was to make sure the players were hydrated. I heard so many quotes from the water boy and oh. <laughs> to this day, if someone tells me they have a wooden spoon, I'm going to murder them. That movie, but there's just certain things that Adam Sandler does that are not my style. Yeah. Which, you know, I think my first exposure to her was uh, American History X. Nice. Which is yeah. one of my first personal favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Down here, American History X, we're still in the first part of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. I've met so many people that love that movie, and uh, so many of them, I'm like, do you ironically love it, or did you understand this movie? <laughs> <laughs> mm. I know, right? There's a fine line. <laughs> it, 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 I love that movie, but it scares the hell out of me. I think even more so now than ever. No. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Bonnie, who is one of our, our three witches, is Miss, is Miss Campbell. Mm -hmm. And her character uh, was in a car accident. She has scars all over her body. Apparently, the application of the burn makeup hurt, so she was already in pain. And so I'm not sure how much of, you know, her character was acting in certain points, like especially whenever she was getting the treatment to try to get the scars removed. <laughs> Which, in all honesty, it looked like somebody took a giant thing of Elmer's school glue and just squeezed it all over <laughs> and right. let it dry. <laughs> and they just sort of peeled it off. Thanks, oh. Karen. I'm not going to be able to get that image out of my head. <laughs> Why would you want to? I know, right? <laughs> and we have Rachel True playing Rochelle. Uh, Rachel uh, kind of has gotten a boost here lately because... Um, I know they had done a reunion for this movie, and she was the only one not asked to be in it. And oh, yeah. a shitstorm happened on social media. Good. Yeah. Yes. I remember I that. Yeah. Was inevitably invited to it, but um, there's a great documentary she's in on uh, Shudder called Hot Horror Noir. Oh, which wow. Oh, that's right. I need to get that. that. I've been hearing a lot about it. Yeah. So good. And I want to get the book, but the book is like nearly a hundred dollars. <laughs> it's like an academic textbook. Wow. Jeez. I mean, but I gotta let's give it to her. She was twenty nine years old when she made the craft. Right. Oh, girl look good. I mean, not yeah. that you're old then, but still she pulled it off. Yeah. I mean, thing. none of them was was a teenager, but she was she was she was thirty when the movie came out. <laughs> Wow. Um, well, and if you watch uh, Horror Noir, she still looks good. I mean, yeah. she does not look her age at all. I mean, 30's young, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
30 but it's just, I mean, so many, so many people do that whether they're that age and they play teenagers, but it's like I never questioned it at all. Like she just looked like she was, you know, very young. So that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, her her being nearly uh, 30, you know, she would have been the senior in high school for a slasher roles. <laughs> <laughs> so um, back to Nancy a little bit, because I kind of forgot to mention this. Nancy is kind of the leader of the coven. Um, she's definitely got the strongest of the, of the personalities, but maybe not the strongest witch, but the strongest of the three personalities. Has a terrible home life, um, an abusive stepfather, and an unrecognizable Helen Shaver. <laughs> She's well, awesome, though. Slater <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I do, too. Just yeah. name-wise, but... And it's like, which one was in City Slickers? Which one was in Desert Hearts? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Desert Hearts. Wow, look at that. Yeah. I'm like 20 minutes into it. Oh, that's a, it's a good movie. That's one of my mm. favorites. Yeah, I, I like it so far, but I have this really bad habit if it's not a movie for the show where I will start it, get tired, pause it, and I'm like, oh, I should go back to that. <laughs> I mean, it, it could count as a chick flick. Yeah. I, it yeah. absolutely does. I mean, <laughs> for many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, the group kind of, uh, the first one to kind of notice that Sarah has abilities is Bonnie because she does this little trick where she balances a pencil on the desk and it makes it turn um, which apparently there was a crew member underneath her desk spinning the pencil <laughs> well there's a job yeah i know right <laughs> or, as, or as the director put it in the commentary all up in her personal business <laughs> <laughs> kevin from craft services just paycheck that day <laughs> every every day to do this job he keeps dropping the pencil i don't know why <laughs> uh, so the, the group kind of brings her in starts you know taking them on taking her on a little adventures and they end up in a wiccan bookstore which i i tried to find the name of and didn't does anyone know what it's called? Wait, what, what was that again? The name of the of the kind of magic shop they go into. I don't know if magic shops. Are right. Oh no, I forgot. I, that's funny. Yeah, that that you mentioned that. Um, because that's actually I think out of all the sets or locations, that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, it it was a really cool shop, and you know, I, I noticed it had stairs. I'm like, I bet the I bet the owner lives up there. You know. Yeah, I love that actress. For some reason, I thought she was somebody else this whole time, and then I looked her up this time, and I'm like fascinated by her now, and I want to look into her movies more. Asumpta. Mm-hmm. She's got a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else has she been in? Because I don't, I don't. Uh, know Matador, the Almodovar film. I most notably, and but there's other stuff, other stuff Wait. that obviously that in her career. But I I looked up, and if I'm correct, it's Matador. So, oh my gosh, she's yeah. in an Almodovar film. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, like as I was saying, I was like, how the hell did I miss this before? I was so yeah. ashamed. 
Yeah, we we definitely got some Almodovar. We I got to put on the list down the line somewhere. <laughs> and you need to let me know when you do that, please, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know before I let my co-host know. But Assumpta, I mean, it's not a character's name, but her character really kind of takes a liking to Sarah because she's the only one in there not trying to steal everything. <laughs> and she looks sane. So, <laughs> Five-finger discount. <laughs> and she picks up that Sarah has abilities and um, kind of right away. and Because Sarah doesn't really even know she has abilities. She just is like, you know, weird shit happens kind of and it's through kind of meeting them she realizes she's a natural born witch i was you know what to say i was pleasantly surprised because after the first meeting with her i just kind of got this feeling that it was headed in the direction that she was going to betray sarah for some reason that she mm-hmm. was somehow loyal to the three girls and when that didn't happen yeah. it just kind of was a Pleasantly surprised, especially in a movie like this. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that that because you should you should kind of feel that way because I mean she's so new she doesn't know who to trust. So yeah, I like that element of it. Cool. <laughs> and uh, and you know I think the first red flag is that uh, she says oh, you're not like your friends. Oh, you're actually paying for this book. Um, <laughs> and the next red flag should have been. When she steps outside and homeless people are there, and she sees uh, your friendly neighborhood snake man again, and something <laughs> happens causing him to get run over, and it's clear that Sarah's doing that, or is it just an accident? Can I just say that my brother and I always laugh when that dude gets run over because the <laughs> the the wheel spins off his body or head. <laughs> And I, 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 I texted my brother right away. I'm like, guess what I just saw? And then he's like laughing because I, I know it's evil, but I just, it just always cracks me up. Sorry. <laughs> it's not the only thing that's unclear. This is one of those m- moments in the movie that really bugged me for no particular reason because it's really small and easily overlooked. Mm-hmm. But when they say we're going shopping, she makes a point to make the statement, I don't have any money. And then she whips out a 20 or whatever to pay yeah. for the book. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's her, you know, twenty dollar, you know, emergency fund. Emergency fund. <laughs> yeah, an emergency happened. Ooh, the, I'm gonna learn about which. Her nineties version of Daddy's credit card. Yeah. <laughs> Here's twenty dollars. Have fun at school, slugger. <laughs> uh, so. By the way, it it sure does rain a lot in this version of LA. Because I don't know that that even happens down there that often. <laughs> as far as this movie's concerned, it happens often. Yeah, and how how often does it actually happen? Like you know, three or four times a year. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So after Home Dude gets run over, <laughs> Mark. Sorry. Park movie. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You know, feel free to call me out of shit too, you know. <laughs> so after that, um so they kind of calm Sarah down and that's whenever they really are like we, you know, we are witches, we, you know, do practice this stuff 
And Nancy is all about this deity named Manon, which I hate every time they say the name because it just sounds weird. But is it, <laughs> does anyone know, is this a real deity or did they just make this up for the film? They made it up. Okay. Made it up. Yeah. Because yeah. I know some some of the witchcraft is based on real and some of it is based on nothing. It always reminds me of the Muppets. The Manamana. Do, do, do. <laughs> Oh man, I wish Mindy was on right now because she would. Oh, that's her jam right there. She would be all up on that conversation. Every time I heard, they would say, I want Manon to fill me. Manon, Manon. I'm like, I'm going now. Yeah. So, and then finding out that her friend, her new friends are legitimate witches, she freaks out and then runs off to find Chris again, who, and you know, hanging out with, you know, trying to hang out with the popular kids. She's really into Chris. He's really not into her. Well, he's kind of into her because she's there at the moment. And she kind of rejects him because she has to go home. And the next day, Chris starts spreading rumors that they slept together and that she was lousy. Leading to the one F-bomb in the entire movie. (laughs) Because she confronts him, tells him to fuck off, and then uh, she, as they, uh, and then she kind of retreats into her new friends. Um, at the same time, we're seeing that uh, the others are having difficulties. Uh, Rochelle is treated by treated badly by her fellow gym class members. Uh, Marsha Brady. Marsha Brady. <laughs> <laughs> awful um who apparently wanted to do this movie so she could play a horrible person according to the the director i mean congratulations because she did a really good job yeah Yeah. no totally considering how much i like her and other stuff later uh, (laughs) yeah Yeah, and she's this is not a movie I think about her, you know, at all in, but, you know, she's definitely got a presence. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Bonnie is going to see Sue Ellen Mischke from Seinfeld to get her scars removed. Okay, so <laughs> it took me until this latest viewing to realize that was Brenda Strong. Yeah, <laughs> I don't right? know why it took me that long. I didn't even, I, it didn't occur to me who that was until I was watching it, and then I was instantly brought back to Desperate Housewives. So... <laughs> I mean, I'm all um, about Brenda Strong. But I was yeah. like, how did I miss her this whole time? Yeah. Because I was staring at Nev Campbell. <laughs> yeah. That was, we, we know that we're <laughs> we all this the first time. <laughs> but... And and, the, and what's cool about this movie, it has a lot of random people in it, in, like, small mm-hmm. roles. Like, her dad is Cliff DeYoung, who, mm-hmm. you know, I I know he's been in other things, but I my go to for him is Shock Treatment, the sort of Rocky Horror sequel. Oh, oh. and you know Brecken Myers in it from Clueless. <laughs> I think when this come out, and this this would have been like right after Clueless. So yeah, yeah. he shows up in in nineties movies. All of a sudden, you'll be just there. He is. Yeah. Yep. Until he got his own show. I don't know if y'all watched Franklin and Bash. I never watched it all the way through, but that's the first time I ever saw him in a leading role. 
Mm. I liked him though. He was cool. Yeah. Um. And so after that, you know, the, the girls are really bonded. They found their fourth because they've been when we first meet them, they're looking for their fourth so they can call the corners and be a true circle. So they go on a field trip out to nature where we get the greatest line in the movie ever at the end of the bus trip. <laughs> we are the weirdos. We are the weirdos, mister. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that stood out to me when I watched it this time. I was like, you know, I like that. I yeah. like that. I love yeah. that. I think I just, that's like, they're supposed to be the outcast, but it's like, well, I would want to be with them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least for this first half of the movie, this is the part where I we would still hang out with them. I know there's a part where I'm like, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yeah. So at that point, they really are a true coven, and uh, they do a little blood ritual where, you know, they start casting spells, uh, Nev Campbell wants to be beautiful on the inside as an out. You know, Rochelle wants to, you know, love others. I can't, I'm kind of unclear on what Rochelle's thing was because she wants to be nicer, but at the same time, she's calling out Jan, uh, Marsha Brady for being a racist. I know she has a character name, but we're only going to call her Marsha Brady. Marsha Brady. <laughs> racist Marsha Brady. <laughs> and. And Nancy uh, just wants, you know, more power. Which, you know, it does start to work. Um, uh, Bonnie starts, um, as they do more and more rituals, Bonnie's scars eventually go away. Uh, Sarah gets more powers uh, where she can change her hair color, her eye color. Um, her love spell on Chris works because he immediately <laughs> just starts pursuing her for no reason and nancy's whatever she's asking for is not really working yet because she, uh as the others are getting more and more confident beautiful powerful she's getting more frustrated and then it all leads up to a night in their in her trailer with her her mom and stepdad where inevitably she freaks out and causes uh, her stepdad to have a heart attack and just drop dead. But it works out in their favor because they get that like $175,000 life insurance policy. So they're, they get to get out of poverty. Yeah. Is it sad that I think that amount is so low now? I I'm like, that was what I was thinking when I heard I it. I was like, really? I was like, you can't do crap with that now. Well, like, you can get a swank new apartment and uh, a jukebox that plays only Connie Francis for $175,000. I mean, yeah, that apartment was sweet. I kept thinking, you can't even buy a mediocre house for that now. Well, well you could. Right? Our area. <laughs> now, $175,000 yeah. can go far in East Texas, but anywhere else in the world, no, no. no. Especially L.A. Yeah, L.A. I was like, what? What are you going to buy with yeah. that in L.A.? I mean, I guess you could free up your if you pay off all your debt, then you free up a lot of money. But otherwise, it's like, yeah, you can't get a, a, a decent property for that now. But anyway. <laughs> and then slowly things start taking a turn once uh, they go back to the shop. And Nancy notices a book called The Invocation of the Spirit. Which she pays for because she has money now. <laughs> and 
they go up to complete the the ritual invoking the spirit of Manon, and that's when shit starts going sideways. <laughs> and that's when Nancy kind of really hits the height of her powers because she can walk on water. And then, what were, what was it that was on the shore? Was it sharks? Sharks, was? hammerhead sharks. sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote down dead whales on, and then I was like, that's not even close to right, but. <laughs> No, but it works. <laughs> and at that point, Sarah is really kind of starting to uh, freak out and be like, hey, maybe we need to back off. This is getting a little bit, you know, out of hand. And the rest of them are like, no, no, we're we're having fun now and we're going to do what we want, even though the shop owner has warned uh, has warned her warned them all that whatever they put out they get three times back which you know i've always heard you know three is it the three times three rule or something you know, whatever you send out comes back threefold mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So i didn't I, I like it though i like it when we get to go back to our lady of uh, wicca over there oh <laughs> so. uh, and I skipped right over uh, one of the more iconic moments, uh, the light as a feather, stiff as a board scene. Oh, yes! <laughs> it was probably one of the cooler like, just sequences in the film. Nancy's uh, line in that cracks me up every time. I sprained my finger. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently is not based, according to Andrew Fleming, this is not based on witchcraft. This is based on uh, slumber parties. Uh, <laughs> I know. Because I, I have a story about that, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> oh. Well, I was about to ask, has anyone ever played Liza Feather Step of the Board? I did with some cousins, and it didn't work, except that later on that night, I was sleepwalking, and I was chanting that all over the house. Oh, and they had to make sure I got back to bed okay. Nice. Yeah. That I, I, it's funny, I had completely forgotten about that until right now. But that's like when I saw that in the film, it just like it stood out because I was like, oh my god, I have a story about that. <laughs> so crazy. There's, there's this part of me that would like to try that now, even though I know it's just going to be us, you know, me on my knees trying, you know, chanting that and then taking five minutes to get stand back up. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Just have furniture nearby you so you can grab onto it and you know get yourself back up. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not a feather, but my joints are definitely stiff as a board. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I got my joke in. We're good night, everyone. <laughs> uh, so inevitably, um, Chris keeps coming back he's like wooing her at 3 a.m outside her parents house uh the director called it the romeo and juliet scene wanting (laughs) already wanting them to move in together and he's i love when she says i don't think i'm quite ready for that (laughs) but she agrees to go on a date with him again and the entire time she's venting about nancy and he's just not listening uh because He's just wanting to be with her in the biblical sense. And every and she pushes him away and then gets out of her car. And that's when he attempts to rape her. And she's luckily she gets away. And that, but that's the part about this movie. I'm like, is this the love spell going wrong? Or is he just that guy in high school? I think it's probably both. 
I mean, I think it's something mm-hmm. that he's done on his own, but. Maybe. I mean, is it easy just to assume the jock is also the date rapist in the movie? Mm. Mm. Fair enough. I mean, he was he already showed his true colors at the beginning of the movie that he would do or say whatever he had to to preserve his image. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's not a a hard, a hard call for me to go. Yeah, that's probably him coming through the, the love spell. Although, to be fair, if it, you know, if it was just his personality, he had fair opportunity to do that on the roof instead of just letting her go home. They were alone at the beginning of the movie. That's true. So, yeah. Uh, and we go back to Marcia Brady and we see that uh, the spell that they placed on her has caused her to lose her hair and fantastic makeup job on that. Yeah, that yeah. part was creeps me out. Yeah, because it's not just, you know, her going bald. It's also like she's got scars or burns on her head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... She looks like Jason in Friday the 13th. So. <laughs> Little yep. Jason, I mean. <laughs> Then after that, we uh, she's wanting to get out of the circle, out leave the coven, and they know it because she tries to bind a spell against Nancy to keep her from harming people. Oh wait, that's after um, that's after the rape because she runs back and tells them what happens, and then Nancy goes off to the party and seduces Chris, pretending to be Sarah, and then ultimately causes him to die. Which, you know, we don't even see the body because they were going for the PG-13 on this movie, so. Yeah. Oh, we hear somebody scream in the background. That was mm. awesome. Scream. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately leads up to a showdown between her, you know, three former friends. Uh, they make it appear that her parents have been killed in a plane crash and they're... They cast a spell to where they it's going to make it look like she was committing suicide and confessing to some murders. And then ultimately, Sarah finally proves to be the stronger witch and puts them all kind of in their place. (laughs) And so that's really kind of the movie in a nutshell. Um, So let's get to the part where we talk about things that we really liked. What... um, what do you guys really like about this movie? I, I, okay, I'll go first here. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I really like about this, I, so I love, I love their relationship with each other. Um, you know, they're all kind of broken in in some way or another, and they find strength with each other. Um, which it, it it's awesome to see them come into this power so to speak but it's just empowering in general just to see them kind of become this little family unit and work together until you know it gets to a point where they're abusing that power you know which can happen to anybody um you know was that absolute power corrupts absolutely Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i love i love them because they're they're all so different they all bring something you know just like they're the corner that they represent they each bring something and they all work well together um a a word that i heard recently when referring to uh the movie superman it was on a uh, another podcast about music uh, is the word uh is it very very very, 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 very,
I can't even pronounce it. I'll come back to that. Versimilitude? <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I can It's in my head and I can't even pronounce it right now. Um, but the, they sell it. You know, everything in this movie, it's like you buy it. You know, like the, the how they come about these things and what you learn and everything. And so it makes it fun. I, I That's what I love about it. I When I watched it now and I'm like, this still works. This is a lot of fun still, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Karen? I mean, yeah, I, to tack on to that, I mean, for me, it was it was the, the story about the outsiders, you know, not fitting in, not belonging, not having a place, and then finding these others who are like you. And even if it's brief for Sarah, having a place where she finally feels like she fits in and where she belongs... And finding a place that helps her realize that the things that she carries inside her, they not, they're not just something that, that makes her different and sets her apart, but there's something that makes her special and powerful in a unique way. You know, I always got the impression that she was the only one among the group who actually had powers naturally. And the others were sort of feeding off her. Like she somehow became the mm -hmm. conduit that connected them, but she was the main power source. And I think that if if Nancy hadn't been part of it, they would have probably gotten along quite well and and just kept going and doing the the things that they wanted to do and making their lives better in in the ways that they could i think that nancy was the one who ultimately was like no nah, i'm not here for this hippy dippy shit i want some power <laughs> I, I want men on <laughs> and so you know of course you have to have the, the antagonist and you have to have the, the catalyst that brings you to the the penultimate showdown but i just loved how you know sarah says that she has these these weird things that have occurred to her all her life and it's through meeting these other girls that she finally realizes that that what's happening and what she thinks is is wrong or or thinks is is not something that she should be proud of. She realizes that this is her ultimate strength. And I love that at the end of the movie, she's the only one who still has powers. You know, she's ultimately the true witch. And I mean, they tell us several times throughout the movie, you're a natural witch. And it's like, yes, <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> So, Sammy, what'd you like? You know, honestly, Sarah was really the main part of the movie that I liked. Um, so I'm not going to spoil my what I didn't like about the movie, but uh, she she really was it for me. I liked her character arc, although I felt like it happened quickly at the end because it kind of set her up as this person that was not only she was, was she an outsider, she was kind of weak. And I think that what I liked about her arc is it kind of showed her that she had this inherent strength that she didn't know that she had. And she found that, you know, her relationship with her mother, especially there at the end. And it, well, it did happen quickly. I still thought it was organic. It didn't feel forced or false in any way. Yeah. All right. And I, I kind of like moments. Like um, I think my favorite moment is that final, not really confrontation, but whenever Bonnie and Rochelle go to see Sarah after that showdown with Nancy, and right before we find out Nancy's fate, where she's in a mental institution, but just that final kind of fuck you to her former friends, 
whatever mm. they're like. You probably don't have power powers anymore. And she's she shows them like, no, I have powers and I can screw up your day. soundtrack and you know just the iconic lines like you know we are the weirdos mister like that those are the things i like best about the movie so all right so gotta get to it what what do we think sucked we'll go in the same order mark um uh, you know what's so funny it's like I, i even though i think it holds up really well like the beginning of it like um you know the 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 title sequence and the intro into the movie looks very very dated and it's like it's like you're in these clouds and i was like is that where danny and sandy flew off to i mean i don't know <laughs> it's so um I, I mean aside from that i don't know that i have a lot of gripes against the film um it is of its time but i love that because that's a, it's a, like i was saying earlier it's a this time capsule into that time period and i was like wow i just hadn't thought a lot about a lot of these things um you know, I, I, I to go back to what you were saying, John, I think the one thing that does kind of get on my nerves after a while is the Manon, how they keep talking about that. <laughs> I know why they're saying that, because you want to know this Manon character, what the, you know, the idea of Manon is very important to the movie. Considering, though, I'll give a big gripe here. This is something I thought about while watching the film. With everything that's going on with the film and how it's very, you know, um, female positive. I almost would have thought that they would have described Manon as a woman mm-hmm. as opposed to a male character. Why are they, do they have to get their power from a male character the way they describe that ultimate power? He gave me this gift. So I thought that was, a. I, I think that if if it were done now, that would be different. So yeah. mm. anyway. Well, if I get... And if I can kind of bounce off of that, one thing I just realized I liked about the movie is that it didn't end up being a showdown between the four girls and Manon. Yeah, yeah there <laughs> that, you go. <laughs> I would not have been on board for that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Oh, and by the way, just because I need to say the damn word already, it's very similitude. No, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I still can't see. I'm joking about it, but yeah. You know. <laughs> <You're so weird. laughs> You're doing a lot better than I could. So. Yeah. No, it's a great word. It's just you know, it's just funny. It's just my I got tongue tied and I, my brain died. Anyway. Mine did too. <laughs> uh Karen, you got anything? <laughs> oh, you know, this is one of those I know this is going to sound weird coming from me, especially this is one of those weird movies where I just really love it. I don't really have any major complaints about it. I mean, I know it is, you know, as Marcus said, it's a product of its time. It is an absolute time capsule. Um, I love that we've mentioned the soundtrack several times because I remember I'm not a big music person. Watching this movie in the theater, it just slammed into me i have got to have the soundtrack i have to have it and like when when the movie ended and we got out of the theater the mall was closed and i was like what the fuck am i gonna do now <laughs> so like it, it just became this thing i don't remember ever feeling that way before this movie and i have a bunch of soundtracks now but you know and, and i started collecting after that point but it just i just needed it 
it's just this is a this is a a comfort food movie for me. It's mm. it's something that I will pull out. I related to it so well. I love the cast. I love the music. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely dated. It's definitely cliched. I mean, m- you know, racist Marsha Brady. Could you <laughs> could you have been <laughs> more cliched? I suppose she could have, but you know, I I don't really have many gripes about this movie. Other than, you know, yeah, it's dated, but that's okay. It's it's dated from a time period that I really enjoyed. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sammy, do you want me to go first? Uh, it just depends on whether or not we want the, like, probably only negative opinion to last or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've only got one major gripe because, I mean, Mark and... I'll, I'll go next. Okay. Uh, Mark and Karen have really kind of said... You know, the big gripe is, you know, that uh, it does feel dated. It does feel at the time. My big thing that sucks is the Motion Picture Association of America for giving this an R rating for no reason other than it's about witchcraft. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. I was a fair complaint. Yeah. I remember the first time I watched it. Well, no, I don't remember the first time I watched it. Like, whenever I rewatched it recently before we decided that we were going to do it for the show, I'm like, why is this movie rated R? Because I didn't, I, it's like, I don't remember a lot of language. There's definitely not a lot of blood. There's no nudity. What, what went into the, like, what was the decision to give it an R? And it was absolutely the witchcraft element. And mm-hmm. it's like so stupid. Even in 1996, like the only thing that's always going to do is, encourage a lot of young women to go buy candles and play lies of feather stiff at a board as at slumber parties. That's <laughs> and listen to Juliana Hatfield, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. What'd you say? I said and listen to Juliana Hatfield. <laughs> it was... <laughs> All right, Sammy, you're up. So Honestly, this is going to be, this is unpopular opinion time. My big gripe with this movie is actually the relationship between the leading girls. It is, what I don't like about this movie is what I don't like about Coven, American Horror Story. Um, I like female-driven work, but I have discovered, because originally, when I first saw Coven, I thought, well, I just don't like, not female-driven work, I just don't like, a storyline that entirely and only involves around a group of women. But I disagree with that now um, that I've seen more, more work that is similar to that. I think I don't like it when it involves not only the style that this movie was done in, which I found to be, I mean, not similar to Coven, but it's a similar genre. Um, It's a lot of negativity. I found it to be not as much female positive, but it focuses on the negative aspects of female relationships, such as their pettiness and their mm. ability to, you know, <laughs> to <laughs> be focused on the superficial aspects. And that's why I liked Sarah so much, because I felt like she was a contrast to the mm. negative aspects of the female relationships that were going on in the film. Mm. Um, so that's honestly what I didn't like about it. I guess are fair complaints. Yeah, no, I, I I totally get that. I I think that's great because you I, I guess to me I'm I romanticize it in my mind the relationship, but really when you look at it, you know they're so toxic, and she's like the and like Sarah's like the only 
sane voice and all that. You know, she brought the balance to all that mess. So... <laughs> well, well, and are they all toxic or is it the uh, that Bonnie and Rochelle are toxic because Nancy is super toxic? Yeah, I think it also, I mean, yeah, Nancy's definitely the toxic uh, <laughs> influence of the, of the of the coven. But I think also, again, speaking to it being a product of the times, there weren't many movies or shows at the time that showed women being supportive of each other. I think that there, it was more popular to show women pitted against each other. That was, you know, because when we're divided, we're not strong. So I think that it fit into the the modus operandi of of movie making at the time. Um, so I think you could probably look at a lot of films and shows from that era and be like, yeah, not really a whole lot of girl power going on here. <laughs> and we will pretend it's girl power, but no. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, to kind of springboard off of that, it's a girl positive movie for the most part brought to us by a man. Like, he got... Yeah. that female relationship right yeah at least for a while <laughs> and then peace out yeah <laughs> i don't really want to hang out with you <laughs> so i i think i know the answers to the question but it, it's what we do here mark karen sammy did you survive the craft mark <laughs> yes i survived it blessed be <laughs> Karen. Yes, I survived it. So mote it be. <laughs> um, I will say I did survive it because I know much, much worse is coming down the line. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There's more Nicholas Sparks in the in the oh, work. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm all here for the Nicholas Sparks. Um, no, I survived it. Would I watch it again? You know, I think I probably would. I think it's definitely worth a second watch. Is it on my watch on a regular basis list? Probably not. Yeah. And I definitely survived it. I wish I had grown up on it a little bit more like Mark and Karen you know, and not come to it so late. But I do think in the end it's an enjoyable film. Do I want to watch it again? Not for a while because I've watched this movie four times in the last few days. <laughs> so I need a break. But at the same time, it, it is a cool little movie of its time that, you know, there's a great Hard Times article about, you know, The Crow, once again, the goth movie club uh, <laughs> week. But this is a good, like, in addition to The Crow, you know, great 90s goth movies with great soundtracks. But mm. it is, I mean, this is a strong movie with strong, with well, a very strong cast. And it is a lot of fun. I think there are some parts that are a little disjointed, but in the end, it's a good movie. And I have to, I just have to give a plug. Feruza Balk does batshit crazy really well. You know, in contrast, I don't know whatever this means, but I actually really loved The Crow. And I saw it fairly young. I was in middle school when I saw The Crow, and I watched it with my dad to to, to make things slightly more awkward. But I remember really loving that movie. Yeah. Well, maybe if we get enough listeners, we'll do that uh, Patreon spinoff show where we <laughs> add it to 
Well, um, normally at this point we would uh, plug anything that you know we've been watching or listening to recently, but since we got guests, uh, why don't you guys plug anything that you guys have going on, either you know regular or you know sporadic? Hopefully not sporadically. Oh, let Karen go first. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I am. One of the co-hosts of the sporadically produced Starbase 66, the international Star Trek and genre fiction podcast. Um, we we don't have a regular recording schedule anymore, but, you know, we get together every now and then and chat and rant and drink and <laughs> rant some more. Um, and I also do guest spots every now and again on analyzing Doctor Who. Um, with Shane um, from the uh, from the old forum days, um, which is really fun because he's nice. like, like super super into Doctor Who, and it's just you know sometimes we get together and it's Emma and Rick and we nerd out and Jonathan. So those uh-huh. are my two 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 plugs. <laughs> All right, Mark. So, um, just to keep the Star Trek love going, so um, I um, have been part of a podcast called Taking a Number Two, <laughs> which is <laughs> on uh, the the Patreon part of the uh, Bad Motivators family of uh, podcasts. Um, I'm on there with my friend Dallas and my friend Steve, and we've done commentary on some of the Star Trek films and uh, Lower Decks recently. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, uh, I've been working with the um, Pink Milk podcast, which is an LBTTQI um, podcast. And we've been doing the Mandalorian uh, kind of recap of the whole season and seeing it through a queer lens. And that's been a lot of fun because I've gotten to know a lot of great people on there. And it's just it's opened my eyes to a lot of things I didn't see in the show. And so that's been pretty cool. Nice. Thanks. I'm going to have to listen to that and then re-go through the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Mark, Karen, thank you for being on this episode with us. And uh, you guys are coming back next week, right? I will be here. I believe so. (laughs) Great, because next week uh, we're going to take Sammy to camp, specifically. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh so (laughs) (laughs) demonically. Yeah, so next week we are going to be doing the 80s slasher classic Sleepaway Camp, and this has been the only movie so far where I'm like, we have to watch this together, because this is the first time, actually, Sammy and I have been in the same room to record, and next week, next week's movie we're going to be in the same room so I can watch her watch it. She's not allowed to Google anything about it, she's not allowed to read it. Like, you know, That's I want her to go in knowing nothing. I'm very curious to see my reaction because I was not a fan of Friday the 13th. And currently that's all I can picture. So, uh. <laughs> Well, I cannot wait. I got to yeah. see yeah. what happens just for you two alone. Because obviously Karen and I will have things to say about it, but we've got to hear what yeah. happens between you two. <laughs> I think it'll be a, a four, it's a four-way, uh, hopefully a five-way next week. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. Mindy, come on. Oh, real quick, do we want to talk about the thing that I posted in the group chat that's calling itself a sequel to The Craft? Um, I saw the trailer. <laughs> you know, if if it brings people to the original, 
yay. If it doesn't bring people to the original, I still enjoy the original. So that's all good. Yeah. 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 It didn't fill me with any real excitement, but I, knowing me, I'll end up seeing it in some way and I'll report back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it didn't ping for me until they showed the photo. Yeah. And mm. I was like, oh, so it's going to be part of this. Okay. So yeah. I- it looks kind of like the, you know, the Force Awakens route of uh, a sequel. <laughs> it's basically the same movie, but at the same time, it's a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so Nancy's the Death Star type, um, you know, part of it. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, there was there was actually supposed to be a sequel to this movie. It was supposed to be a, a straight-to-DVD sequel that was going to focus on Nancy's character. So I'm wondering if maybe this is just what whatever that was supposed to be. Maybe. So. More, more power to them. I wish them the best of luck. Yeah. yeah. And we're not paying $20 to see it on opening weekends. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be streaming on Netflix. <laughs> Soon enough. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark, Karen, thank you for being here. Sammy, thank you for sticking this out for one more week. Next week, <laughs> maybe her last episode. Just to remind you to uh, follow us on the socials on Facebook. I think we have a Twitter. We have a and Twitter. Instagram. You made a TikTok for some reason. Because that's what you know. That's what you do now. Yeah. And we, uh, we are not currently up yet on Apple uh stitcher any of the any of the stream platforms but hopefully by the time this episode actually airs we will be so but don't worry we will announce everything so just follow us on facebook where we have all the announcements so until next week thank y'all